What's going on, Mike Hubbard? Happy New Year, Ken Jenkins. It's a new year, really. It is a new one. 2022. 2022. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. We having fun. I'm having fun. You having fun yet? Trying to. I'm just so happy that 2021 is over. Say yo. We made it. We made it. It was a little rough. What was my motto? My motto is 2021 over and done. Everything new in 2022. Okay. All right. You are from Brooklyn. <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's that got to do with Brooklyn? You know, that, that, that's the home of rap, right? The birthplace of no, rap? No, 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 no. no. It's not? No. <laughs> the Boogie Down Bronx. Oh, oh. Is the home of my apologies. Those fighting words, man. My apologies. All right. Please forgive me. Okay. Hey, hey, whoever's out there from the boogie down, don't be upset. Don't write in. I got him. I'm from the South. I got him. He's from the land of horses and buggies. Mumble rapper. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? Giddy up there, little pony. Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. Anyway. I got to remember that. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. It feels good to start a new, a new year with a new show. Yep. Oh, first off, we always got to talk about stuff on our table. We got a lot of good stuff going on. A lot here. going on, man. We got some pictures. We got some new required reading. Yeah. You brought a couple books. I did. What are they, what are they about? Business, money. Business and money. Entrepreneurship. Something which we don't have a lot of. No, we don't. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, we, on our last session or our last time together, I mentioned a man who... Uh, at the time he died, was one of the wealthiest black, wealthiest men in New York. Tell me about that. And uh, since on Iowa Power, we want to be about facts. We don't want to just throw stuff out. Right. You know, so I just wanted to bring him back up and fill in some detail. Right. So the man's name was Thomas Downing. And he was known as the New York City Oyster King. Oyster King. Oyster King. And he he owned oyster restaurants. Okay. And But what he did, he took it to a whole nother level and made them more upscale. Oyster restaurants. Oyster restaurants. And so apparently, back in the day, only men could frequent these places. He was one of the first. Women weren't allowed to eat oysters? I guess not. Okay. You know, I don't know what the deal was. With those brothers in 1800. Lean in. Lean in, y'all. All right. Oh, Easter's. But Thomas, he, uh, in his place, as long as you were with your husband, women could come in. Okay. So that was a big deal back then. Um, and this was what? Tell, it was so, in the mid to late 1800s. Okay. So we have a perspective on the, yeah. on the time. Okay. Yeah. And this was in New York. New York City. Oysters. Oysters. Mm. He even... Started a mail order business with his oyster business. So he was mailing oysters out to people. Over not only in the United States, internationally. Which that right there just blows my mind. How, how were they getting there in eighteen hundred? Bro, I, I, I'm sure there's more detail about it. Carrier pigeon. Dude, they didn't have internet. I mean, how horse and buggy. How long did it take? To fulfill an order. I would imagine that by the time the oysters got there, they were Ugh. they were spoiled. Maybe he had some system to keep them fresh. Back in the 1800s. 1800s, bro. But not only was he a successful businessman, he was also a uh, 
social justice type person. So he actually sued the New York City trolley system. What? Uh, one day he was on a trolley and a person beat him up because he refused to get off the trolley. So he sued the NYC trolley system. His case was thrown out, but it led to other cases that eventually led to the integration of the New York City trolley system. How does a black man sue anybody in the 1800s? In the 1800s. He did it. And again, he, they threw his case out, mm. but it led to another case that led to the integration of the New York City trolley system. This is before Rosa Parks. So he basically did a boycott in the 1800s. Right. That's, that's, it's, it's amazing. That's, it's mind-blowing because you think <laughs> about the, the, the time, blacks weren't allowed to do a whole lot. So even if they boycotted, what were, right. they, what were they boycotting? Right. Because they couldn't do it anyway. But he was a very influential wow. person. Uh, both whites and blacks frequented his restaurants. So when he died in the, in the late 1800s, I believe, he was one of the wealthiest men in New York. And what was his name again? Thomas Downing. Thomas Downing. The in New, New York, York City. City Oyster King. New York City Oyster King. Millionaire. Black. In, yes. Back in the 1800s. 1800s you know what would be interesting? To find out where exactly that property existed and who owns it today. That's always been a, a big question. Because there's other stories like that that we're going to share periodically mm -hmm. of black people post-slavery, pre-civil rights, that were very successful business people. But their wealth just, it was either stolen from them or I don't know what happened. Wow. And that was, that was tying into our conversation we were having about black legacy and right, right. money and entrepreneurship and all of that. Well, we're going to leave the phone lines open throughout the entire show, Yeah, 571-426-9991, because that's such an interesting topic. Even though we're going to talk about something else as we go forward, right. uh, the hustle culture. Yeah. The hustle culture. Now, now, now me being 50-something. I'm 50-something. <laughs> what's the hustle? What does it mean? What? What does the phrase hustle culture mean? It might, it, mean? Be, it might mean something different for everybody. <laughs> uh, when I hear it, the first thing I think about was, do the hustle. Remember that old song? I yeah. do. Anyway, but we're going to talk about that, and we, we're going to just leave the phone lines open throughout the show. So whoever calls in, we're going to ask you some questions about specifically about Thomas Downing right. and some of the things uh, around wealth and legacy wealth, right? Um, especially for African Americans. But we're also going to talk about the hustle culture. So, if at any point you want to call in five seven one four two six ninety nine ninety one, feel free to do so. Just understand that you are going to be on the air. And if you're listening to this right now, it's probably recorded. So don't call right. in right now. Don't call now. <laughs> don't call now because you will get a busy signal <laughs> or you get sent right to voicemail. Right. But Hustle culture. <clears throat> so I came across this article around the hustle culture about a week and a half ago. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Right? And, and the caption under the article was that basically our young generations, our millennials, uh, centennials, 
are getting out of the hustle culture. Hmm. So here, here, here's the hustle <clears throat> culture. The hustle culture, from my understanding, is defined as that period of time where it was all about making the money. It was all about stacking the pounds, right? Stacking the bills, getting the cream, dollar dollar bill, y'all. Family wasn't important, right? How you got it wasn't necessarily as important, right? It was all about stacking the chips, right? So it became the hustle culture. Everyone had their own hustle. Folks talk about today their side hustles and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another story for another for another day because I don't necessarily agree with that that side hustle. If you if you think of something as your side hustle, it's always going to be that. Yeah, one of our guests even told us don't call it that. Carol. Yeah. Right. Don't call it a side hustle. Carol it's from the It's a business. Date. It's a business. Carol right. Hampton from The Date. The Date. Catering. I know y'all called her from the last episode. Yeah. Because I got a couple calls for dates. Oh, did you? Yeah, man. That was a different kind of date. <laughs> <laughs> so Carol does catering. Catering. Yes. Yes. Catering. It's called The Date. And it was interesting, she said, the reason they called it, she called it the date was because every time someone called her and made an appointment, they had to set a date. Right. And so that was, you know, a way for her, you know, one, to make sure she was staying on track, because she's sharp as a tack. Sharp as a tack. Sharp as a double S. Staying on track. Staying on track in the hustle culture. She was part of the hustle culture. But anyway, that's why she called it the date. But yeah, I got a call. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, so actually that relates to what we first started talking about, the table, right? You see we got we got some green stuff on the table, right? Some plants mm. and stuff like that. So I so, thought you said we had some green on the table. <laughs> Dollar look see, you nah, part of hustle kind of culture, green. right? You say green, he thinking about money. I'm thinking about that other green. Oh, the icky wicky? Oh, I don't those, know. Those plants kind of I don't know nothing about look that. Questionable. Yeah, we may not want to smoke those. Probably full of all kinds of phosphorus <laughs> and plastic chemicals. But but that is a part of the hustle culture, the cannabis business. Is that part of the hustle culture? Because I would think once you got into that business, you slowed down. Let's see. <laughs> okay. I ain't got nothing to say. Oh, no laughs on that one, huh? No laughs on that one, bro. <laughs> Anyway. You you actually invested in uh oh yeah I got some some cannabis company yes yes I I'm just waiting for them to 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 start lighting up no pun intended see <laughs> so they I tell you what oh my god if y'all tune in and we have like repeat episodes for a couple of months you know my cannabis stock hit oh lord because I'm out I'll be here by myself out. Looking for another co-host. <laughs> but, um, so I got a call, right? And we chat. It, it, I know the person, so it wasn't like, you know, someone that was blindly calling me, right? Because usually if I see a number I don't know, I ain't answering it anyway. No, <laughs> Could be a bill collector or something, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, um, I just gave away one of my secrets. Okay. They know now. They <laughs> All of our our hundred of ten tens of listeners. They know now. But she said, "Man, I dig what's going on. Uh, your topics are great." We actually got a couple of emails from from folk that talked about our topics and yeah. wanting to wanting to come on and, and talk about their books. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna invest in that and right. probably do some more educational shows where that comes. But anyway, she says, "I dig what you're doing." She said, "But I don't know if this is a guy show or a girl show." Oh wow. Really? I'm, like, I'm like, what do you mean the guy shows the girl show? It's it's a show for everybody. Huh. Everybody. Everybody. Huh. 
right? She said, yeah, but the table looks so masculine. Oh, that's why you got these plants yeah. up here? Yeah. So I was wondering. She said, we needed, we needed some green, some, some more stuff to kind of... Uh, and they all seem to be on my side of, <laughs> of the table. What you trying to say, man? That's because you just emit all this testosterone, man, oh to soften God. you up a little bit. Lord. No, I had some. Actually, this one right here in the middle, mm -hmm. this one need to be moved. That, that one don't Is that real? Uh, it's real if you want to smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I moved that one because we were rearranging a little bit earlier. But uh, so yeah, you got you to gotta soften it up a little bit so that women feel comfortable huh. listening to you and you're not just too old. Two old fifty-something guys. <laughs> but this is man podcast. Well, yo, our avopod means what? Man, right? It means man. It's the man in Greek. Avopak is the word for man in Greek. So right. it is the man, but it's the man's perspective, not necessarily man only. Oh, you know, it's not like the little rascals. Remember the little rascals? I do. With the he-man, women haters club. Mm -hmm. We need shows like that. I know. We need shows like we that. Need he -Man -Woman -Haters Club. We need a He-Man Woman Haters Club. We need a He-Man Woman Haters <laughs> I love the ladies too much. They had like a cool clubhouse though. <laughs> they did. They really did have a cool clubhouse. And you know, growing up, we didn't have clubhouses. No, we didn't. We find like plywood and <laughs> junk and scraps and- Old mattresses. Yeah. That had all kind of bodily fluids on Oh them. my goodness. <gasps> Oh we pick up a mattress. If we saw a mattress, yeah, we was getting it. We was that was becoming our new trampoline. <laughs> that was becoming our our like outdoor lounge furniture. Oh my god! Stuff had stains crawling. It, it oh, didn't matter. Stuff, oh wow, man! It, it didn't matter. And then we lived, and we didn't get sick. We didn't get sick at all. You know? Yeah, we didn't get sick at all. But yeah, I just I want a clubhouse. You want a clubhouse? I do. I think we can do that. Can we build a clubhouse? Well, I'm going to build my Zen garden. I can't wait. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to build my Zen garden. And we're going to do a show from out there. It's I gonna, can't wait. It's going to have waterfalls. You're going to- Incense. You're going to walk in. It's going to have incense going, uh, legal incense going. <laughs> well, I need to wear my, uh, what is it, kimono? You need to wear your kimono and your Chinese slippers. Oh, my God. And you, and you need to talk like this. My see, teacher. See. You- see. I'm not. I just I'm not participating Student. in racial ah. stereotypes. <laughs> just let the record show. You used to love those movies, though. I did, man. I didn't understand how they could walk in those those wood sandals and fight and fighting them. They were good. Man. They were good, man. They were good. They was good, bro. But we talk. We 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 started off talking about the hustle culture. See how we get distracted? I know, man. Went from hustle culture to. Racial stereotypes. To Zen gardens, to little rascals. To masculinity. Back to hustle culture. Back to hustle culture. We always culture. come full circle. It's all connected. It is, man. It's one big circle of life. It is. Absolutely. It is. It's the circle of life. <laughs> but you posed the question, generational, are they, how did you put it, are they... You didn't say lazy. I'm on, what? I'm on, no, no, no. I'm going to stop short of saying lazy. <laughs> he said it, y'all. Not, <laughs> not me. That will be an insult. Not me. Because Gen Z and, and millennials are accomplishing a whole lot. Yeah. So they're not lazy. 
So, but what was the question you posed? What did you forget? I forgot, man. Did you have some of the icky wicky before you came over? I'm 50 something, bro. Oh, that's okay. That's, I keep forgetting. Every now and then, my mind tells me I'm younger than my body says I am. I know. Uh, ain't that something? It's messed up. Um, my question was, are we seeing the demise of the hustle, the hustle culture? Now, is that a bad thing? Yes or no? That's kind of like part A. But because we're seeing the demise of the hustle culture, does that mean our young folk are less motivated than we than we are and were. And when I say we, I'm talking about baby boomers, you know, going into, um, you know, millennials, so forth and so on. And when I say young folk, I'm talking about millennials, Gen Z. Right. Right. And it's interesting because baby boomers, we were, when we considered the latchkey generation, we were. Were those baby boomers? I know I was a latchkey kid. So our parents worked simply to put food on the table. And worked. And they worked hard just yeah. so we could survive, right. basically. Right. We could survive and pay rent. Right. And have have little stuff. I remember when when I was in the, living in the projects in the Bronx growing up, we had this, this supermarket down the street from us called Pathmark. It wasn't a bodega. <laughs> and that what they call it, it became It became a bodega. Man, when I was in New York, I was looking, where's the bodegas? <laughs> I want to go to a bodega. You got to go down into the hood. <laughs> There's no bodegas up in the Ritzy section that no you bodegas. were hanging out in with Spreewell and all those NBA players. Okay. I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> no, it was called Pathmark. I don't even think it's around anymore. Pathmark was like the Kroger okay. of, of my time. So it was big? It was, it was, a, it was a supermarket. Okay. But it was... It wasn't the fancy supermarkets now. I mean, this had sawdust on the floor, mm. wood chips and stuff right there. Why was sawdust on the Because floor? people were always dropping stuff and floors were getting wet and the sawdust would keep folk from slipping. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because we, okay. we had a lot of slip and slide injury claims. We didn't even have that in Texas. Bro. No, no, no. You guys had barns. We didn't have sawdust in our grocery stores. No, bro. you had horsemen doing <laughs> You had barns and hay. Going oh, in the in the dairy section, it was like dairy, you had a to cow. Milk, you had to milk it yourself. A real cow. <laughs> you had to milk it yourself. Some dude back there making cheese. It was fresh though. It was real fresh. It was real. If you think about cheese though, what is cheese? Cheese is molded milk. Molded milk. I don't right? know. We, we we were eating. I love cheese. man. We were eating spoiled stuff and still didn't get sick. We, were just, we, we were just tougher. Expiration days don't mean that. Expiration days. We I don't were, even pay attention. I don't either, man. We were drinking from from hydrants and water hoses. The only thing I do, I give it the smell That's test. That's why if it passed the smell it, test, it's good. It's good. If it passed the smell test, there's nothing It's green, going in, bro. There's nothing fuzzy on it, or it doesn't have like, you know how sometimes the potatoes get those little, yeah, yeah. Those little extra tree, trees growing on. <laughs> Now those, depending on how, how big they are, you can cut around those. Yeah. Yeah, you can still you can, make some good French fries. Or you get yourself a nice bowl, some yeah. dirt, and a couple of toothpicks, and start growing your own potatoes. Well, dude, come on now. Talk about the hustle culture. We was hustling, dude. Hustle is real. It's real. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, let's get back. our parents taught us work ethic. They had to, and they weren't doing it to get rich or anything like that. At least my parent wasn't. She worked hard to take care of me. What does that say about us, though? Have we, if we're talking about 
the demise of the hustle culture. Yeah. And our parents taught us work ethic, and our kids are, you know, lowering the bar when it comes to the hustle culture. Did we? Does that mean we didn't teach them well? Well, according to our friend Kevin Walker, cultural strategist, he uh, found out we would be talking about this. And uh, he says that they're just doing it different. Doing it different. They're doing it differently. They're approaching it differently. That they're no less motivated than us. They're just taking a different approach. Cause if it, and that makes sense to me because, again, our parents had jobs. They worked to put food on the table. We got jobs. Yeah, but, and we, but we weren't necessarily entrepreneurial in our thinking. That's we were point. taught, get a job. That's a good point. Get a job, punch in and Work out. there 20 years right, right. and retire. I, I will agree with that. Yeah. Okay. And so now, Gen Z, millennials, I don't think they want to be in a company for 20 years working. True. So they're exploring a lot. It's like uh, our buddy who was on a few months ago. He has how many businesses did Justin have? Oh, young young Justin Powell? Right. Young Lion. He had at least three businesses. Wasn't that his name? Young Lion. Young Lion. Roar. You know. Yeah. We had a few calls about young Justin after that show. Is he? Yeah. I bet. He's got a couple of uh he's got a couple of uh pictures posted online with uh mm. with uh ex- exposing the upper half of his body. See. Well if you got it, flying it. And he's young. You and, he, and, he, and he looks like Usher. I know. Brother all in shape. You make me wanna. Zero percent body <laughs> fat. <laughs> yes. So he's got like you know what I'm 15, saying? 15, 11 jobs. Come on, bro. He's Jamaican. Right. So that is that is participation in the hustle culture. So it skipped it sounds to me like it skipped a generation. Now he's Gen Z. He's Gen Z. I think millennials were more closer to baby boom. Because they were directly <clears throat> taught by us. Right. Good or bad. Right. right? Education direct- was yeah. very important. Corporate, climbing the ladder. Yeah. Stop high-siding.